Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 16 of the Counseling Conversations podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and having a good week. For those of us on this side of the world in Perth, braving the icy cold temperatures, I hope everyone is staying healthy and warm. And for those of you in the hottest parts of the world right now, I hope you're hydrating well and staying out of the heat. I know that I have been wearing my mask wherever possible and I've been staying on top of my vitamins this week, not only because of the nasty flu that's going around, but because it's an essential part of my self-care. So today we are talking about trauma and what it all means. To be clear, we aren't talking today about post-traumatic stress disorder as the diagnosis defined in the DSM-5 manual. But you'll notice that some of the symptoms that will be discussed may be similar with PTSD. We are talking today about trauma as the psychological event that most people have experienced at some point in their life. Most people will experience a traumatic event at some point in their lives and experience shock and distress. A lot of people then do recover within a short period of time, but there are others that will experience more long-term traumatic effects and potentially develop PTSD. So just to rehash, this podcast and episode is by no means a substitute or replacement for therapy, counselling or medical advice. If you are experiencing signs of trauma, PTSD or distress, please do speak with your GP or mental health practitioner to get the help and support that you need. It is recommended that early intervention is key in recovering from a traumatic event and the earlier you receive support, the better off you will be because you'll prevent complications and allow yourself an earlier return to your regular life. If you are unsure about your situation and whether you are experiencing trauma or not, please do speak with a trusted professional. So moving on now, let's talk about trauma and imagine our physical health to begin with. So if we had physical trauma or an injury to our body, we would require immediate assistance, possibly hospitalization, and a process of healing and recovery. That would be the expected pathway. For example, when I was seven years old, I suffered a major fracture to my elbow at school. I broke my elbow and my elbow was fractured. I was playing on the monkey bars with my friends and of course, myself and a few others were highly skilled at this activity. So much so that we decided it would be a good idea to up the challenge by jumping from the start position to the second bar, then the third bar, then the fourth bar. This was all well and good, except that on my attempt to jump to the fourth bar, I fell to the ground in the most unfortunate angle and suddenly felt an overwhelming amount of pain. I was in a lot of shock. I froze and I felt paralyzed on the ground. Soon after, the ambulance came and I was hospitalized for several weeks with two surgeries to my elbow. After returning home, I continued the process of healing and regaining my strength in my left arm. Luckily enough, I was given the appropriate medical attention and after my surgeries, some physiotherapy, 
medications and a very helpful and understanding family, I can say that I regained the function of my left elbow, so much so that I was able to return to the monkey bars and playground for the rest of my childhood. I can say for sure that there are some differences between the strength in my left arm and my right arm to this day, and also that my left arm will never be quite the same as potentially the right arm, in that it has scars on it and it has less strength overall. However, it has enough strength and function to not interfere with my daily life. So now, can you imagine if I was at a school where I was left alone as a seven-year-old in the playground after my fall, and for whatever reason did not receive any medical attention? Or perhaps if you imagine that I didn't receive any medical attention until days or months later, I may have suffered lifelong consequences and the rest of my body's functioning would have been altered and there would be permanent damage to several parts of my body, I'd imagine. So similarly, when we experience an emotional injury or trauma, even though you can't visually see the bleeding or the broken bone, the emotional wound is very real and if left untreated, it can escalate to complications, exacerbated emotions, suffering and disastrous outcomes. When you experience something that overwhelms your thoughts, your emotions or your body, it can rewire your brain and body. And one of the biggest things that trauma affects is your nervous system. A traumatic event can change how your brain interprets information and affect your memory and feelings of safety and security. So after you experience emotional or psychological trauma, your body begins to live on high alert. I'm not sure if any of you have experienced this, but you become very sensitive to your surroundings, which is sometimes known as hypervigilance. Things that seem insignificant to other people around you can trigger very strong feelings for you. Many people do suffer from trauma without realizing it and that is why understanding trauma is very important. So what exactly is trauma in the psychological sense? So trauma can be explained in many different ways but the way that I like to explain it and the way I understand it is that it means going through very distressing, frightening and stressful events where you feel as though your safety or survival is at risk. It can also be where you feel that someone else's safety and survival is at risk. It can be one single event or it could be a series of events. There are an unlimited number of trauma events that could take place and therefore it's not possible to begin naming them all. However, here are some of the ones that are commonly thought of. Emotional, verbal, physical, sexual abuse, religious or spiritual abuse, betrayal trauma, infidelity trauma, social media violence, experiences of being neglected as a child, 
being in an accident or natural disaster, a pandemic, witnessing domestic violence or abuse, witnessing harm or death, and also witnessing violence in general. As I have mentioned, there are countless situations that an individual can experience as traumatic. And these experiences are very real and they are valid. It's not really so much about what happens to you that matters. It's how you experience that event that matters. Traumatic events can happen also at any age and to anyone. It can cause long-lasting harm. It's important to note that everyone has a different reaction to a traumatic event. So no two responses and no two individuals would be the exact same, even when presented with the same event. So just to rehash again, it's essential to remember here that it's not the particular event that is necessarily traumatic, but rather the individual's experience and perception of the event that is traumatic. What is traumatic is personal. Other people can't know how you feel for sure about your own experiences, and they can't tell if they were or were not traumatic for you. You might have had similar experiences to someone else, but be impacted completely differently. The way that you have experienced an event can be very different from how someone else experienced the very same thing. You would see this when two children are raised in the same home with the same parents and siblings, and yet have a very different experience of what, were, what it was like growing up in the same family. Another example or way you may want to view it is if you imagine two similar people from similar backgrounds who, who may have been caught in, say, the same traffic accident, say a car accident. And I use the transport accident as an example simply because a lot of people may be able to relate to it. However, it is by no means the only cause of trauma, nor is it one of the most significant ways so if the two people were caught in the same traffic accident, let's say, as passengers, it's very likely that they would have two very different experiences. One may feel able to walk away from the event relatively undisturbed, but the other one may have experienced distress and go on to develop PTSD and perhaps not drive a car ever again. It varies a lot based on a multitude of factors of the individual. There are many different things that, that can affect how trauma impacts an individual's life, such as the age in which the person experienced the trauma, how long the experience took place, the type of support that they had in their life at the time, their resilience and personality factors are all factors to consider when thinking about the ability of an individual to cope with a traumatic situation. So how might trauma make you feel? Following an event or series of events, you may feel frightened, threatened, humiliated, rejected, abandoned, invalidated, unsafe, unsupported, violated, trapped, ashamed, and powerless. 
You might have reoccurring nightmares, flashbacks, difficulties concentrating. You might feel extremely exhausted, confused, and you may have intrusive thoughts and memories about the event. These are all very common symptoms of trauma. You might experience physical symptoms too, like chest pain, feeling nauseous. You might also notice new sensitivities to loud noises, smells, or other things around you. You might have trouble sleeping. There might be changes in your appetite and trouble enjoying the things that you used to enjoy. You might also find yourself easily distressed or upset about things around you and find yourself being more triggered in ways that you never used to be triggered in. If you are able to tell someone about what happened and they were able to support you and journeyed with you through the pain and recovery, there is a high chance that you would be able to heal and recover. There are also quality research studies done just based around support levels for an individual going through trauma and how important and significant that can be towards their healing and recovery. On the other hand, if you told someone about what happened and they didn't listen to you or help you, this might then stop you from getting the support that you need and make you feel alone, which can make the effects of the trauma worse. Another thing to keep in mind is that often someone who is experiencing trauma will not have the words to describe what's happening. You'd imagine that they would be able to, and you'd imagine that they'd be able to, for example, contact the police or reach out for help or reach out to their family members, but the opposite can occur. When the brain is in trauma, things don't function that way. Trauma often also directly causes mental health problems and causes individuals to be more vulnerable to developing mental health issues. As a trauma-informed counsellor myself, I have found that the root of a lot of mental health problems is trauma. I've worked with clients who have used a lifetime of alcohol to escape their traumatic pain. They've been in risky relationships and in a state of constant anxiety with self-harming and suicidal behaviors. And throughout their entire life and the entire period of life that the trauma was happening, this is what was going on for them. But they didn't have the vocabulary to describe this. They didn't have the words or the means to describe their trauma to themselves or others around them. As a human being and a survivor of trauma, it can be difficult to identify and understand trauma if you have not had much previous experience or people around you to tell you what you are experiencing is trauma. It's natural to experience some form of shock and denial about it initially as well. So be careful about this, as it is something that I too have definitely experienced, where I minimized the problem in my mind and started thinking if this was really a big deal which was probably my body's way of protecting myself from the emotional harm. But regardless, the denial is a very natural response to trauma. However, if the denial continues for an extended amount of time, 
it then slows down the person's and the individual's ability to feel the emotions, to address the issue, and then to ultimately heal from the traumatic event. Often as a child or young adult, we may not have been aware of traumatic events happening around us because they may simply have occurred and we were left alone. A lot of traumatic events do happen with young children, unfortunately, and because of their limitations in having control over their own lives, their reliance on an adult for their survival, and because of their limitations of coping ways, they are unable to reach out for help or find a way to be supported to then recover. This is a very unfortunate reality. However, if we are aware of our traumatic events, it's in our best interest that something is done about it. It's never too late to heal from, from trauma, even if it was 20 to 30 to 40 years ago. And it's never too late to speak to someone about a difficult event that went on for you. The most important thing here to recognize is that your trauma doesn't have to control your life. Healing after a traumatic situation is possible. Just as it is when we experience a physical trauma. So what should you do if you think you have experienced trauma? In the next episode, we will speak about this and some of the things that you can do and ways to cope. The good news is that recovery and healing is possible for every person. So that concludes my episode for today. Thank you for listening in, my friends. And until next time, may you have peace, empowerment and experience joyful living.